0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the live event today. I am Dr. Maria Sampalis. I have the pleasure of having Maria Concepcion and Adano with us today, uh, optometrist in the Philippines. Hi, Maria. How are you?
1: Hi, Maria Sampalis. We're the same Maria. (laughs) So we're okay. I'm okay. The Philippines are okay because COVID is uh, getting... uh, low in terms of numbers of COVID patients here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. It's it's such a pleasure to have you on today. Um, For those of you that do not know her, um, she is um, very well known in the Philippines. And um, she is, you know, was a president of the Philippine Society and Public Health, uh, president of APAIO uh, Central Chapter, vice president in the past, you know, very well known and and, and and a board member as well. And so it's so nice to have you to kind of give our listeners um, uh, information of what's going on in the Philippines, especially because you're also a faculty member as well at, at the college there.
1: Yes, I'm a faculty of Central Escolar University in Minjola, Manila. And it's the oldest university in the Philippines. Um, and uh, It started in 1928, the School of Optometry.
0: How many years uh, is the optometry education in the Philippines?
1: Uh, Optometry education in the Philippines now is six years. So for you to be an optometrist, you have to study for six years and um, pass the board exam uh, that's um, given by the PRC. Philippine Re- um, Regulation Commission, Professional Regulation Commission. Uh, it's a written exam, and it's uh, also have a practical exam. Yeah. After passing the board, then you can uh, take your license, and you can practice optometry.
0: What does optometry look like? Uh, what are the different types of practices? Are there private practices? You know, college, uh, corporate. What What do those look like?
1: Yeah, in in the Philippines, uh, we have different uh, practice of optometry. We have the commercial practice, and we have the private uh, solo practice also, and we have the um, practice in the eye centers or in the hospital, the clinical-based practice. And uh, there are some specialty uh, um, practices also in the Philippines like pediatric uh, optometry, low vision, and also uh, contact lens, especially the ortho-K. And now we have the vision therapy that's uh, under uh, neuro-optometry and behavioral optometry. That's something new in the, in the Philippines now.
0: Yeah. What are some corporate players um, there in the Philippines?
1: As of now, we have, I think, five big corporate uh, companies in the country uh, the leading company are Ideal Vision or IBC and uh, EO or Executive Optical. Both owners are graduate of Central Escolar University, Minjola, um, Manila. Uh, I think they have more than 300 chains all over the country.
0: Now, optometrists, um, what is the scope of practice there in the Philippines? How is it regulated? Is it through the government? Uh, how
1: does it work in the Philippines? Uh, in the Philippines, uh, the practice of optometry is regulated by the Professional Regulation Commission. It's a government uh, regulatory uh, body um, appointed by the president of the Philippines, the commissioner. And um, from the commissioner or from the chairman, we have the board of optometry. The board of optometry are group of uh, optometrists um who regulate the profession in terms of bylaws in terms of um the system and organization of the of the profession and they are the one who gave also the board exam or the licensure exam for the incoming uh, optometrists the one who graduate the 6 year uh, course so you must um uh, take the six-year curriculum, then after taking the six-year, six after you graduate, you have to pass the licensure examination, both written and practical exam.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, when I interviewed doc- optometry all over the world, some, some countries have more scope than others. Is How is it in the Philippines? Are, are they, most of it is like in India, they have different certifications. Some will just refract, some will do a little more, some will also dispense. Um, are, you, are they able to do some diagnostics, things like that and, 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 and therapeutics or
1: Yeah, in, in the Philippines, uh, in Asia Pacific, uh, Philippines have a six-year curriculum meaning that uh, when you uh, graduate, you will be called Doctor of Optometry. So when you can practice uh, you can um, dispense uh, specialty lenses, contact lenses and also um you can uh, we can instill uh, dpa or diagnostic pharmaceutical agent so cycloplegic drugs so the 6 year graduate can can do that um but 6 year was approved in 1998 only so most of the practitioners are from the old, old curriculum the 4 year graduate so the 4 year graduate they need to study again pharmacology and take the pharmacological exam given by the Professional Regulation Commission for them to practice uh, cycloplegic refraction.
0: Very nice. It's great to hear that because I I talked to a lot of, you know, optometrists all over the world, and they're really fighting to get that access to have that, provide that care to to the patients. How how did that work in the Philippines? I mean, it's been 20 years now, um, but how did they, you know, Fight for that to 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 move forward optometry because one of the big um, initiatives of doing this podcast of optometry all over the world is to identify the struggles that optometrists have and how you know some countries like the U.S. have all this this huge scope and maybe and then just try to get doctors and lift everybody up to kind of be on the same page.
1: Yeah, that's true. No? For the, the past uh, 50 years, our optometry in the country has been evolving. Then um, the realization of the optometries to be able to instill uh, cycloplegic drugs to, to do cycloplegic refraction came from the research also. And uh, clinical research and clinical incidents of uh, pediatric patients and also patients with accommodative convergence problem that or binocular vision problem that needs um, cycloplegic refraction. Uh, so from that from that need, uh, the association together with the uh, the Congress and Senate, we were able to come up with a new uh, Republic Act or law for, uh, a new uh, law for uh, optometry. The old uh, law was uh, RA uh, 1998. Then uh, through Congress and, th- and through the Senate, uh, a new law was uh, revised. It, it's uh, Republic Act 8050, which uh, allows optometries to do cycloplegic refraction. So it was approved by the Congress and the Senate.
0: Yeah, and it took a lot of work, probably, to kind of yes, 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 and exactly. everyone kind of coming together. Have you, has the optometrists in the Philippines had opposition um, in the past? There's a different organizations that kind of you know kind of oppose it, or is it just not not being educated on the topic?
1: Uh, when the Republic Act 8050 was under the Congress and Senate. Um, some of the ophthalmologists, uh, the group of ophthalmologists were not in favor of optometrists uh, doing the cycloplegic refraction. So it, uh, it, the law was uh, not approved <laughs> by the president. No, it was vetoed. Then um, optometrists fight for it. The group of optometrists, again, our association, our association is the IPAO, the Integrated Philippine Association of Optometrists, also known as Samahan ng Optometry sa Pilipinas before. So this group of leaders, they, they fight for uh, what we need uh, as as doctors and for the what is good for our patient. Then uh, the, the law was revised again in Congress and Senate. Then finally, it was approved by the Philippine president.
0: Yeah. One of the, this is a great thing about doing podcasts all over the world is that what I've, what I've found is optometry is is very strong in countries where there is not a lot of ophthalmologists, a lot of opposition. But I, I think all of us can really, over time, and, and is really expand scope and, and what we want to do if we're passionate about it, if we really want to fight for it. Um, because I think us I, we can use the U.S. as an example of a, what optometrists are doing. And we can all work together to kind of expand scope. And I, I, you know, challenged the the doctors in the U.S. to really care about what's going on all over the world because a lot of corporations are based outside of the U.S. and their, you know, their argument is, hey, you know, here we do this. It's just a refraction. No one's harmed. We're just looking to sell some glasses. So you know, hopefully we can all come together and, and, and help each other. So if there's anything that we can do here in the Philippines to help you, I, you know, I'm happy to do that, um, and, and connect and kind of, um, you know, try to move optometry forward. Cause I think it's super important. Um, in terms of public health optometry, how do you uh, do service delivery in, in your community?
1: Uh, as of now, the optometries here are very um, cooperative of service delivery in public health because uh, our association, the IPAO and PSPHOO, are accredited association of the Department of Health. So whatever uh, program, in terms of eye care, of the Department of Health, uh, they gave uh, the program to the association, then the association will... Uh, create awareness among the doctors uh, of what the DOH program. Then the doctors will uh, 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 help also by doing services in their community or in their barangay or in their uh, municipality or region. So last 2019, we have our um, Philippine Eye Health Summit, uh, which was attended by the WHO and the uh, The World Health Organization and also the Brian Holden Foundation, Research Foundation, and together with the Department of Health. The main uh, leader in this uh, eye health summit is the IPAO, the Integrated Philippine Association of Optometrists. So we do work together, both associations, to promote uh, eye health or um, community eye health to the public.
0: Yeah, I am a member of um, World. Council of Optometry, and I think it's important that we all come together, because it is, it's, it's, that's their initiative is to bring optometry up all over the world, and I think the AOA in, in, is involved as well. Um, so I, I think that's important, and <clears throat> and it's good to kind of see that there have been um, changes and significant changes. Recently here in the US, we've had like a, a burst like of, of excitement and and interest in myopia management. And I know it's also been like a global trend uh, how do you, how does the Philippines participate in this and, and what's the prevalence in, in your country?
1: In terms of um, myopia prevalence, uh, Department of Health conduct a study in 2016 and they released the study in 2018 stating that the error of refraction in the country is about 4.64% of the total population. And uh, what, what the, uh, our association is doing, uh, especially IPAO, uh, is a, IPAO is a member of AOC, the ASEAN Optometric Congress. And AOC um, and other uh, partners are very aggressive in terms of myopia management or myopia control. And together with Brian Holden Foundation and other industry partners, uh, we, we have this um, myopia control center. Um, We have it now in um, IPAO um, center or office. So we have the myopia management team also. We created it. uh, That is based on the Brian Holden Foundation and also the ASEAN Optometric Congress um, Foundation in terms of myopia management and uh, treatment. So now we have the myopia master uh, our association was the first one to, to come up or buy a myopia master to, for us to do uh, more services to our my- uh, myopia patient. So uh, most of the topics in the national convention or regional convention are about myopia and myopia management and myopia control. So um, And good thing that industry partners have their products also to promote uh, and help uh, practitioners in terms of treatment and management of myopia, whether it's lenses or, or 2K or contact lenses. So now um, the Philippines are, the Philippine optometrists are very much aware of the responsibility of an optometrist at an early age of a child who have a myopia. Yeah, it's
0: super important. and. Um, it's also kind of, you know, also it'll also open doors to what optometrists can do, and and how it helps the patient throughout their life, right? And then hopefully open doors more things for scope and things like that. So yes. I want I want to thank you so much for joining the 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 podcast today. It's great to have some insight. Great to have world leaders all over uh, the world on this podcast um, and just spe- shed some light and. You know hopefully some love on optometry in philippines because you know it's so important that we help each other and, and 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 expand scope all over the world is we've come such a long way here in the u.s and even getting uh, and uh lasers and things like that i mean we we are we're so far ahead um i didn't realize until doing this podcast how far behind optometry is all over the world and i think we could help and 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 bring it forward because um it is super important, and it's good for our patients too. And ophthalmology is, is 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 not going away. They shouldn't be afraid. We can also help them assist here in the U.S. There is a big need for ophthalmology. We are here to assist, and I think um, you know we can kind of educate uh, ophthalmologists all over the world too to say here we're in here together, help our patients. We're not looking um, to harm your profession. We're looking to help make it easier for you.
1: Very true. As of now, the ophthalmologist group welcome optometrists. Uh, it has changed through the years, so mo- some of the practitioners are working in the eye centers and helping the ophthalmologists, and uh, working also in the hospital. So n- now we have a good relationship with the ophthalmologists.
0: Yeah, because it's education. It's all the hard work that people did over the years, right? Um, yes. and, and it's that and setting examples, even yourself as being a female, and being a leader in that area. You set examples that, you know, females that want to be optometrists can look up to you to be, have that leadership position. So you should be proud of yourself and what you're presenting uh, for your uh, for the women
1: in optometry in the Philippines. Thank you very much. Dr. you. And thank it's you. nice to be here. Uh, and uh, thank you for your uh, invitation to know more about optometry in the Philippines. So oh. we do hope that we can collaborate and uh, do pr- future projects.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to collaborate. Whatever I can do. You have my email and, um, you know, whatever connections I can make to kind of help because
1: um, I think it's super important. Yeah, true. All right. Very thank true. So we should be helping each other. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you. I see you too.